So I was going to ask you about your imaginary friend and what they would think of your life now. But then I realized that I've 100% definitely asked you that before in a different intro. And I can't think of what it is. Oh. I, I think you said your imaginary friend was Greg Rosetsky. And I mistook him for Wayne. Oh, whatever his name. for Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Think he, I think he did. Yeah. Because I used to. So what other fucking imaginary friend movies have we done? Hmm. I mean, this is a good way of filling an hour. Definitely, we we'll just do this. Malignant. Yeah. Oh, malignant. It was beginning of malignant because we were trying not to give away the end to that movie, um, so we stuck with the imaginary friend uh, bit that they sort of led with. Yeah, nice. And then, then yeah, nice. that that led into Greg Rosetsky, comedy gold. Yeah. Still, what would uh, Greg Rosetsky think of? Uh, you know, what would? How would he try and improve your life? Post post malignant, uh, like up until <laughs> this moment, he'd say, "Yeah, you put on a bit of weight. It's not. It's it's pretty good actually." And. Uh, you seem to be shaking less, so that's good. <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. Oh and man. I, and I'd be like, "That's oh. your drop dead, Fred." Yeah, that's my, that's my, that's my 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 dog. <laughs> dog Dreg Greg. Drog Greg Greg, as it was called. <laughs> Drog Greg Greg. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Welcome to One Good Thing, the podcast that is often stuck between two complete and utter girls. Mm. You get my meaning. No. Well, here we are in <gasps> Goodman season. <gasps> Have a jingle. <laughs> <That'll do. laughs> Great, put some reverb on it. Yeah. Call that a jingle. <laughs> That's a jingle. Paul Goodman has 100% control over our programming for the next, what is it? Five weeks? Oh, oh. that seems like a mistake. Costly mistake. Surely. Wouldn't <laughs> ever let power sway like that. But, he, <laughs> but here we are. And I'm Paul Goodman. Here we are. Oh, yeah. I forgot to do that. Yeah. I'm Paul Dead Fred. I'm making pants pie. That's good. That's good when it's <laughs> That's when it feels good. forced and telegraphed. <laughs> That's what it's best, mate. I just thought <laughs> drop dead Fred. <laughs> Oh, it begins. Boo. The whole thing begins right here. Because, yes, we launch off this ill-begotten season with 1991's Drop Dead Fred. Yeah. Honey, why don't you call him Drop Dead Fred? Because that's his name, Daddy. Like many small children, Lizzie had an imaginary playmate. Drop Dead Fred is going to teach me how to cook today. Now Lizzie is all grown up. To us. And when her perfect life... Us fell apart. Charles, I lost my money, my car, my husband. She didn't get mad. Drop dead Fred. She got Fred. He's back. Yeah, well, what's wrong with that? Nothing, except you're ruining my life. To show her, no matter how bad things look now, <laughs> they can always get infinitely worse. Drop dead Fred. Every child should have one, especially when she grows up. Absolutely. Great. Originally written. Yes. <laughs> Originally written by Carlos Davis and mm. Anthony Fingleton. Davis mm. has some success as a playwright and also wrote that movie, The Hurricane Heist from 2018, which no one saw. Including me. Yeah, absolutely. That's Davis. Uh, Fingleton, well, he won silver medal for competitive swimming at the 1962 Commonwealth Games. Yeah. He was offered a spot in the 1964 Australian Olympic team, but turned it down to study at Harvard. Uh, then stayed in America after graduating so that he could co-write Drop Dead Fred 30 years later, I guess. Um, he did horizon. write a He did write an autobiography, which was adapted into the film Swimming Upstream by Highlander 1 and 2 and the shadow director, Russell McCahey. Wow. So what the fuck? What a life. What, a, what an absolute <laughs> polymath. A polymath. <laughs> a polymath. Oh, God. But back to this movie, though. It mm. gets pitched to Tim Burton and Robin Williams. Interesting. I could see it. Uh, but they don't want to do it. Oh, I can't see it. I'm struggling <laughs> to see it now. So Dutch filmmaker Ate de Jong yeah. comes in and rewrites the script with producer Paul Webster to get all the weird allusions to swimming that are constantly in it. <laughs> Incidentally, Webster recently produced uh, Spencer. Ah. Uh, director de Jong. Mm. <laughs> director de Jong. And uh, I do quote Wikipedia here. 
Dijon took inspiration from being molested as a child by his older half-brother when writing the movie, stating that the trauma of child abuse goes deep and its claws reach far in time. It was not something ever spoken about on set, not with Rick or anyone, but for me, it existed. Oh. Oof. Gosh. Ooh. Okay. Wow. I mean... Huh? I mean, it's a good thing I like this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's good we're going to shit all over this. We want to be someone who with any problems with this. Well, the critics reacted to this film like listeners did to that last sentence I said. Yikes. <laughs> Owen, Owen Gleaver at uh, Entertainment Weekly said, As the naughty ghost pal of Phoebe Cates, an obnoxious British actor named Rick Mayle is <clears> the Michael Keaton's Beetlejuice without the juice. Oh. There's uh, ex- there's, if anything, it's extra good. juice with Rick Mail, isn't it? <laughs> it's pretty much just juice, mate. It, yeah, it's, you open your eyes and it's just juice, so you don't think there's juice. But actually, if, if someone were to pull you out of the juice, you'd realise juice. <laughs> yeah, it's Rick, just juice mail. <laughs> uh, public, meanwhile, loved it like an oozing mud pie. Oh. Amber Smith on Google said, This mm. has always been my all-time favourite movies. One of my all-time favourite movies. Okay. Um, the three of them. This trilogy <laughs> that is this. Why can't I see properly? It's all, like, blurry. Oh. The fuck? Hold oh, on, I've been putting around. Vaseline on the camera so the man can't see me wanking it. Oh, that makes sense. And I am reading my notes over your shoulder. It's a terrible system we've got. <laughs> Gotta change this. I have no idea why it only has 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. Spoiler for my next paragraph. It's an all-time classic. It's great for kids and also has adult humour. Also, unlike many movies of today's time, it Mm. has a great meaning, which is believe in yourself because we're all stronger than we know. Yeah, I've not seen that expressed in any movie recently. No, not since Field of Dreams, mate. Yeah, since Field of Dreams, it's all just been, oh, actually, you're not that good at that. Maybe try something else. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that was Captain Marvel. It was Black Panther, and those are the two main movies that have been made since Field of Dreams. <laughs> no, no Threeman, mind you. Golly, no. Nope. Golly, golly, golly. So you, you, you just watch yourself. Uh, <laughs> Drop Dead Fred has eleven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. See, uh, a two. Actually, that's a two percent increase on Amber mm. Smith's review uh, three years ago. So it's steadily getting there. I thought it had more than that. According to my research, mate. Jesus, maybe call I... an inquiry of some <laughs> sorts, and we maybe. can. Uh, I've got different. It's different in Australia. They, they. <laughs> You've got they, Australian rotten tomatoes. They, they, they take into account the exchange rate. <laughs> the fact that oh, Australian yeah. opinions are worth more. God, yeah, there we go. I, th- I thought it was forty. <laughs> oh shit, son! <laughs> Jesus. I know. It's a, wait a minute. Does this explain the result of our DVD head-to-head challenge all those weeks ago on Patreon? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Because what wasn't it supposed to be the, the the lowest wins? So um. Oh yeah. Yeah, you see. Yeah, you'd have you'd have extra one. Yeah, the double one. Oh, God, I hate a double one. Well, 5.9 on IMDb and seems to have done all right at the box office, so it's hard to tell. Mm. So, Paul, you mega bitch. Great. What's one thing about Drop Dead Fred that made you want to stare luridly up two women's dresses? It's not a kid's movie. Um, the... <laughs> so it seems. Well, it's it's, it's well, it's a kid's... In spite of what the score's been telling you. It's, it's a kid's movie from the 90s, which um is, is kind of like a kid's <laughs> movie from the 80s in that there's a lot in there that's not for kids. Yeah, it's not suitable for anyone. It, it's so the kid can then watch it when they're in their teens uh, and go, oh, I love this movie as a kid, and go, huh, <laughs> that's pretty rude. <laughs> and I'll tell you what else is pretty rude, Paul. The little girl at the beginning. Uh, oh, uh, no, she Elizabeth, does a swear. She does a swear. And I was not expecting oh. that from this children's movie. I know, right? There's constant swearing. Did they live happily ever after? Of course, Elizabeth. How do you know? Because she was a good little girl. If she had been naughty, the prince would have run away. What a pile of shit. Because, yes, we start with Baby Kate's. Yeah. It's uh, Baby Phoebe Kate's. Baby, yeah. Baby. Uh, and her black swan mum. <laughs> and had Princess Bride down as Princess Bride Granddad Mum. <laughs> And she does an outrageous swear, and then the credits play, and so do I. Outrageous swear. Uh, yes, we cut to the future and we meet hubby, hubby Neil Breen Dennis Quaid. I I had Gaunt Christian Bale. Something about his mouth. It was it was Uber Bale, and it was really off putting. It was, it so was Uber Bale. Yeah. yeah so Whoa. Uber Uber Breen Quaid. Uh, Qua- uh, fuck. Uber Bailey Bean. Uber uh, he... Uber Bell Breen Quaid. 
<laughs> he's a horrible entity and he's mm. uh he's gaslighting her a bit yeah and then breaks all the way up with her all the way from he's off with um annalise or whatever her name is annabella annabella people are called that sometimes probably yeah in crazy yeah. christian bailbreen quaid world <laughs> some people are called annabella Breen. <laughs> so yeah um that happens then ben mendelson steals her bag and rowdy roddy piper steals her car <laughs> christ what a menagerie Where's a Hulkamania when you need it? Not here, I tell you that. Never need it, is the thing. <laughs> I think something else happens. Lose anything else? Oh, oh yeah, she, she gets fired. Oh, yeah, loses her job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he gets fired by an asshole. Yeah. But, um, yeah, she was working as a stenographer, which is a very unskilled job, so she's going to struggle to find work elsewhere. Yeah, it's really rough in this economy. <laughs> There's not enough court cases. So, luckily, Trey Parker's at the court, too, to remind her of some skits from her childhood. Yeah, which you didn't do. <laughs> yeah, you did. I, I mean, I... I saw you. You just you, you blamed it on Drop Dead Fred, though. Oh yeah, Drop Dead Fred. Drop Dead Fred. <laughs> oh, that guy. Where do oh, I... I used to be fucking nuts, didn't I? Yeah, I used to be literally insane, but um... <laughs> medically insane. Yeah. But I'm better now because I've got a Carrie Fisher to see, yeah. who's my therapist. Friend. Oh, friend. Well, <laughs> oh my god. So, oh Jesus. So yeah, she tries Jesus. to make her feel better, but her mum tries not to do that. Yeah, mum. Mum tries avidly not to do that. Her mum succeeds. <laughs> You're a terrible person because of all the stuff you failed to do. Yeah. So you go up to bed, and she goes out there, and she finds her mail in a box, which they used to sell to kids <laughs> to make them make them be good. <laughs> Don't know. I'll open the mail in a box. Ah. He turns up, and tell you what, Paul, he's got juice to spare, and he's flecking it around the room. <laughs> 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 Yuck! What happened to you? Look at you! You're all older! You're even uglier! Ugh. That's not the only thing he's flecking around the room, mate, because he also no. smears dog shit all over the mum's um, looking-at-only carpet. <laughs> Which, yeah. I've got to say, they did they did actually set up earlier. She didn't want to happen. Yeah, she... Look, she Paul, didn't want dog shit smeared all over the carpets. That was well established. It's pure cinema, mate. You know, critics... <laughs> critics don't, wouldn't know pure cinema anymore if it went up and flicked them in the balls. Nah, gave him fuck clue, mate. cab money for the ride home. All busy watching fucking Top Gun these days. Oh, God. Ugh. What a joke. Anyway. What does it all mean? I like Top Gun. Now that most <laughs> viscerally unpleasant scene uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, ever that I'm going to take to my grave is, is over. The mum, <laughs> next, the next morning, the mum is yeah. ha- having to clean it. And, and she's not too livid. No. She's okay. She's okay she with the She still makes concept. breakfast. Yeah. yeah, she's on board with the idea. There's no reason to... Look, there's no reason to get any sort of medical people involved until at least she's assaulted a violinist, and that hasn't happened yet, so... <laughs> no, and and why would it? Why yeah. would that happen? So, yeah, Drop Dead get Fred does some more of his business and then gets hit yeah. by a fire truck. Yeah. Yeah, off he goes. And she flashes back to when she played with Fred late at night one night. Uh, but oh. they made some noise together down in the kitchen, so obviously the parents assumed it was burglars and called the fucking cops immediately without checking on their daughter. Who has been known to do this this kind of thing before. We have, <laughs> the we cops have... try the doorknob and nobody nobody answers, so it's like, kick it in, boys! Burn it down. Burn it down, Barry. And, uh... <laughs> Start shooting. <laughs> and they they arrest the school. dad and they taser him, I bet. Probably. I probably. Ta- in the van that they have. <laughs> Put him in Come the... on, let's get him back to the station so we can taser him some more. <laughs> And uh, yeah, and 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 they do that, and yeah, that's that's the end of that. And you know, the mum, yeah. the mum was oh, she was she was living. Oh, she, she was she was she simmering. wasn't having it. She mate. was simmering. No, she wasn't having yeah. it. So yeah, back in the future, Black Swan mum yeah. uh, gives gives Kate a makeover in order to look just like her. Oh, I can see where the psychosis comes from in this family. <laughs> yeah, gives her the old Nancy Reagan <laughs> or Barbara Ford. Go get him, Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> There's she gets a note from Babela Babela Breen Babel Breen Quaid Babel Quaid from Babel Breen Quaid saying I love you I'm coming back um, but it turns out that Fred i.e. she wrote this Christ yeah. she's nuts oh my god this is ridiculous imagine imagine this I'm gonna ridicule her assuming Absolutely. that this isn't based on some real life uh, issue and um yeah and and so yeah. he he tries to make a laugh a bit and uh it doesn't yeah. doesn't really work or well, he's stuck here because he has to make her happy yeah. again how's that gonna happen mm. i need to get back back with my awful awful husband all right we'll, yeah. we'll try that yeah well she goes to visit Car- uh, so, uh carrie fisher on her houseboat yeah and uh she lets her sleep there because no oh, the doctor patient boundaries used to be so relaxed before 9-11 <laughs> innocence what changed 
She wakes up to find out that Fred is cutting her hair into a cuter style, I think. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good. I, I do actually appreciate Even the out, asymmetrical right? properties of it. <laughs> but Carrie Fisher's, Carrie Fisher's uh, bit on the side, John Major, is, uh, <laughs> is very <laughs> perturbed by, by the goings on. Why, why yeah. is she your friend? Why? What are you? What is this? I'm out of here. And he leaves. Anyway, see you at the meeting. Then she hijacks her husband, sinks it. Jail yeah. time? Time to go to jail? Um, no, it's okay, because Carrie Fisher takes the destruction of her home and all of her worldly possessions quite well, uh, but then decides to ruin her career also by having a tiny breakdown. Yeah? What are you doing, Miss Chagru? I'm running for Congress! What is it look like I'm doing? Uh, uh, uh. There's nobody there. It's because he's invisible! Idiot! But yeah. but it's but it's staged, and oh. is it? So uh, <laughs> I'm going to introduce that idea, but also maybe not. Mm. So it's go ahead, okay. no, laugh at it, laugh at it. There'll just be a bit in the credits that says, "Yeah, this was real," and uh, and then you'll feel bad, <laughs> won't you? Oh shit! So yes, her hair is now less cute, I think, and she yeah. um yeah she she's free for some reason to go about her business and go shopping for dresses America and meets up with Trey Park America how do you work <laughs> they only incarcerate the innocent and the sane you can only get you can only get freer and freer if you become any less free they put you in in jail absolutely um, she has lunch with Trey Park who mm. is very tolerant of what to him seems to be just very long awkward silences as Fred talks uh, and then also just genuinely insane behavior that she has. But yeah. luckily, he's also psychotic, like everyone she meets. Why did you do that? Disgusting. I'm crazy. <laughs> you are crazy in the most wonderful way. God, I, I wish I could be like that. I wish I could do those kind of things. Which <laughs> <laughs> is fortunate. This is written by Brett Easton Ellis. I don't tell you. I don't tell you that part. Yeah, nobody... Nobody can tell who the crazies are. <laughs> so she assaults a violinist and finally somebody decides to call security and she meets uh, Dr. Ryland. Is that his actual name? Did I write an actual character name down? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Dr. Maybe look like Mark Rylance. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Dr. Mark Rylance, but Brion Quaid. Yeah, and he, she, he's going to correctly institutionalize her forever. Oh, no, she's going to send him home with pills to make her stop seeing with, with pills and a bruiser nurse who, uh, who's, <laughs> yeah. who's, who's going to sort of further the abusive like authority I saw like, you need. Power thing. You just need a bit more authority. <laughs> Full and, circle. Um... Goes back around. <laughs> cured. <laughs> back around to communism. Now I just need to be punched in the face by this burly nurse once a day and <laughs> I don't ever want to have an imaginary friend again. <laughs> yes, these are special magic pills that are going to make her stop seeing Rick Mail. They're called the Naughties. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's a flashback to how Mail ended up inside of that jack-of-the-box. It's a metaphor for her mum deciding to suppress her ability to ruin nice decor. Which comes naturally to all of us. The natural part of life to embrace it. Metaphor for all mums being cucks. And, uh, yeah, and, and the dad... <laughs> cucks. The, the you can't da- handle my destroying your decor. <laughs> Bait, a bunch of baiters, yeah. And, um... <laughs> and uh, the dad goes, oh, I'm not going to stand for this. What are you going to do? Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to leave. I'm going to walk for this <laughs> So yeah it's time to not take meds And sneak out of the house like a hero might Yeah, And uh, they try to get her back into her room And lock her in but she just breaks a window And jumps through it just, yeah. Someone institutionalised this person um, <laughs> But it's okay because crazy Trey Park is here Just in time for the absolute cuck To drive her to her real date Now are you are you saying Trey Parker or, or, or like Is it an amalgam okay, of Trey Parker and, and Ray Park Oh it's not Ray Park In anything so his name's Parker Trey Parker, yeah, he's got. He's Parker, got a bit of I thought a, it might be. He's got a bit of a Ray Park vibe to him as well. Yeah, he got no Ray. He, oh, he does have those horns. Yeah, uh. he keeps talking about the Jedi's and uh, <laughs> and he keeps talking with Peter Sofer yeah. his voice. <laughs> Kiss me, fatty. <laughs> um. Oh, well, she's gonna ruin this classy party that the husband's at with. Um, you know, she's gonna completely ruin the ambiance of this party with its uh, ripped servers and togas. Yeah, but she 90s. doesn't. Um, <laughs> she doesn't really. But she ruins Annabelle's yeah. her ambience. Yeah, Rick Mayle stares up her skirt and hang on a minute, I know that taint. It's Bridget <laughs> Fonda in an uncredited role. <laughs> Just working on getting typecast. Oh, good. Uh, well, <laughs> never mind that. Rick Mayle's here. So she realises Christian B- Balbreen Quaid introduces Annabella to Elizabeth. Yeah. They're their actual names in the movie. Ugh. And um, And it's very surprising and shocking for everyone. 
and, <laughs> and but little did Balbreen Quaid know mm. Elizabeth has gotten hot. <gasps> She's got a cute haircut now. Half a cute haircut. She stopped dressing like a ten year old, and weirdly, <laughs> it makes me want to fuck her more. So <laughs> up turns fucking Balbreen Quaid. Up yeah. turns Balbreen. He comes for a bone in. Yeah, comes for a bone in, and uh, she says, "Come on in." <laughs> Nice. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Mail is implied as hoping to join or observe or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, there's a joke about domestic abuse and then... Is he the violent type? Only with me. Jesus. Ah, uh, but Quaid just knocks out a nurse fully. <laughs> yeah. I mean... That's good stuff. By accident. He's a bad though. dude. You know, if it had well, done by it... accident, but also... Well, he does it in a Paul Blart-esque kind of way, and you wouldn't think worse of Paul Blart for it. Not. For... Yeah, you wouldn't think worse of Paul Blart for that. <laughs> So, We're you fine. know, logically, you can't, you can't. It's airtight, mate, airtight. Dump it in the ocean, you'll still be able to breathe. Well, the mum's all right with it, though. Just, you know, take care of my infant- infantilized daughter. I yeah. will. All right, good night. I'm going to yeah, go fuck her. Make sure you fuck her right, son. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and he does. But little does she know, Uh-oh. skipping ahead of scene, uh, he's still talking to Annabella. And he's, oh, he's very open about the fact that he's using Elizabeth for sex and she shouldn't worry. And, yeah, um, and she's been she's also been taking the pills that start the horrifying process of Fred wasting away. Yeah, she cooks a mud pie because, in spite of Fred just uh, being gone now, she really is just still fucking nuts. Yeah, and uh, yeah, circumstances contrived for her to choose between being stuck with an asshole and going with complete psychosis. I know what I'd pick. So she dives into her own mind. Yeah, and uh, while she's in there, she sets fire to her mum. It's all part of the journey to well-being. Uh, breaks herself free. Yeah. Uh, open mouth kisses Fred and then yeah. sends him back to hell. <laughs> but he has a nice emotionally resonant mo- resonant moment oh, with yeah. her. And uh, as the emotional resident. You heard me say uh, he set fire to the mum. So, oh, yeah. you know, that's implied. I that. mean, I heard, I heard you say open open mouth kiss, so I assume that's where you were heading. <laughs> but, um... That's what I call all my emotional moments. <laughs> Please have an emotional moment with me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get a chance to say goodbye to your dad? Oh, yeah, you know. I <laughs> emotionally resonant. <laughs> it was emotionally resonant to fuck. She sent Fred off. She sounds Fred now. She wakes yeah. up on the floor, possibly hours after she fell. Who knows? But but Balbrian Quaid doesn't no know or care. No, he doesn't give a shit because, yeah, he's finished trying to arrange his affair in his <laughs> open plan home with the door open. So, yeah, that didn't work out. Where's my dinner, bitch? So she murders him. <laughs> and um, she confronts her own mum and then goes off to romance crazy Trey Parker. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. And, she, and, and, and he's is it he's got a daughter or they're just outside yeah, some he's got a daughter. Of- no, he's got a daughter via his ex-wife, I think, because he was divorced as well. That's it, in the that's divorce it. court thing. Mm. So, yeah, um, in and the terrifying final moments, it's revealed that Fred passes from one child to another, like the intergenerational memory of, and shame of genocide. <laughs> and, yeah, as the little girl sets a, tra- a, a deadly trap for her babysitter, <laughs> she cackles terrifyingly, and the movie ends. Aww. And everyone wins. <laughs> everyone wins! Oh. <laughs> Ah, so Paul, how did it hold up? Well, first of all, how, why this? Why did you select this filiam? So, I haven't, re- I haven't really spoken about this before, Paul, but uh, I do like Rick Mail a lot. It's never come up. Oh, I love Rick Mail. Yeah, Brits and probably Aussies will know more about Rick Mail. Just, a, just about. I don't know how well he's gotten into the American mind, other than Drop Dead Fred. I- what is the most successful British comedian in America? Is it these talk show people like it's John pr- Oliver? And- it's probably James Corden and, um, uh, and John Oliver. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's talk show people. Yeah, yeah. John Oliver. Craig, and who's the other one? Craig Ferguson. Craig Ferguson is weird. In my head, he's just an American who speaks with an, a Scottish accent because he was he was never anyone here, right? Yeah. He never was anything yeah, in the UK. No. But he does still have the accent. But like, yeah, yeah he was. He's. I don't think he's worked in the UK. John Oliver. I what don't. Was, did John? He has he's he's been in things and and, and yes I, he's shown up on Mock the Week back in the day I think he was like a panel okay, kind of okay. guy yeah yeah I don't really remember he wasn't too in the mindset at least not the way James Corden was basically no. I, I feel like our biggest exports of people who were big in the UK first James Corden and Piers Morgan and they can <laughs> they can fucking keep them <laughs> they can fucking kill each other yeah um yeah um, so it hasn't been it's not a lot of folk yeah. so. Yeah, so Rick Mail, and I think the reason is because they just go for movies, right? They make it big on British TV, and then they go to appear in movies, and I just don't know mm. if that's the best platform for the British sense of humour. Especially Rick Mail. Especially Rick Mail, who was just so anarchic and weird, yeah. 
and, you know, big in his performances that, you know, thank God he just found the perfect format in things like The Young Ones and, yeah. you know, Bottom and The New Statesman. He just, <sighs> yeah, you know, it was absolutely perfect. And right until the end, you know, making unsettling appearances in Greg Davies' yeah. um, sitcom Man Down, which just suited him so well. And I remember when I was, it must have been around 2005, he uh, was in some. He was in a kids animated show about King Arthur, and he oh and he Blackadder, voiced, sorry Blackadder. Oh yeah, he was black in Blackadder as well, yeah. and yeah, he yeah. he voiced King Arthur in this in this oh yeah com- this children's like cartoon, and <laughs> okay. and you know he he was just talking about how great he was, and and yeah. we'd, we'd be talking about that, and suddenly just going out of my way, peasants, and <laughs> you know kicking people <laughs> aside, and and, and yeah. it, it, like it, it really is just anarchic, and it's it's. Yeah. He's 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 who we had for um, Kabuki, <laughs> you know. He he he's our Nick Cage. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, but always always well used. Um, yes, definitely. You know, under underappreciated. Um, mm. But in Britain, a bit of a for me anyway. He was a you know national treasure, and and actually his death was the first the first oh, yeah. celebrity death that really hit me. That was a very odd feeling when Rick Mail went because yeah. he was just such an inherent part of childhood. Yeah. You know, I remember the the big double acts when I was a kid were, you know, Rick Mail and Adrian Edmondson yeah. and um, Vic Reeves and Bob Mortimer. Yeah. Those are the two ones that like defined my childhood sense yes. of humor. And it was just with both of them, just big, surreal, slightly violent yeah. um, knockabout stuff. And it just, it completely captured my imagination. Yeah. Yeah, he was in Guest House Babies with Adrian Edmondson yeah. and a whole bunch of fucking people you maybe have forgotten is in that. Simon yeah. Pegg, Bill Nighy. Vanson Cassell. Vanson Cassell. <laughs> fucking hell. Just ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, it's um so and that that movie, although I enjoy it as a bit of a guilty pleasure, mm. um, also for me just demonstrates what happens to British comedy when you try and make it on the big screen, which is that the added weight of cinema. Mm. I don't know. It takes away from the spontaneity for me mm. um, and makes it a little awkward. But anyway, sorry. Uh, where does Drop Dead Fred come into it? So Drop Dead Fred comes into it because actually I'd only seen it once mm. um, when I was quite young. And I remember next to nothing about it. Every time I tried ah. to think about it, I found I was just thinking of bits from Beetlejuice, actually. Oh, right. Yes. Yes. It is similar. And uh, but, you know, I remember as a kid, you know, I remember Rick Mail being in it and Nell loved and loves Drop Dead Fred. Oh, and, right. Uh, yeah, and it, and it turned out that, yeah, it, it was like a huge movie for her as a kid. Uh, and being put as poorly reviewed as it was, it seemed like win-win. Yeah. I get to get to re-watch this, something that I'd be really interested in watching. And, yeah, yeah. And also we get to, you know, it's, it ends up being a, an episode of this. So it's kind of like a, <laughs> a holiday. It's like a good version of a busman's holiday. So... <laughs> Yeah, Absolutely. I was really excited to watch it. Uh, had Absolutely. you and seen it before? Or? No, I hadn't. Oh, I'd heard of it, and I think maybe it had an advert before some childhood VHS of mine. Okay. Um, but no, I had never seen it. I remember being, I don't know, slightly off-put, I think, by the VHS cover. You know, the sort of bright green with Rick Mail's screaming yeah, right. face on there. And I don't think I knew who, he, who Rick Mail was until later in life. Um, I think it was Guesthouse Paradiso. I caught, like, the opening sequence of it. When ah, I was a kid, okay. so that must have been 1997. I'd have been nine. Mm. And yeah, just um, that hooked me. And then I found out about Bottom and I found out mm. about, you know, the New Statesman and just everything else through that. Yeah. It's just I was put off from it and I didn't yeah. um, engage with it. Um, so, yeah, it was very interesting to watch this. And yeah, how did it how, how did it treat you? Mm. Well, I will just say, mentioning, like I, I, I found Bottom first through my dad. Okay. Through my mum, oh, yeah. but like watching Bottom with my dad is is a is a real vivid memory. Um, oh and man, then, God, it's... just having those VHS and replaying them again and again and again. But... My parents enjoyed the young ones, but did not enjoy Bottom at all. So it very ah. much felt like a me and me and um, friend thing, like me and my friends. Oh, this was right. like okay. our thing, you know. That yeah. and South Park, I remember, were the first things that we sort of discovered and allowed me to develop my cultural identity away from my parents. Yeah, right. Was like remember those big temples. <sighs> Amazing. <laughs> but yeah, Drop Dead Fred, mm. the revisit. I look, I, I really enjoyed it. I, yeah. I I thought it's it's such a strange combination of styles. It's this squishy it family is. movie feel. 
and then Rick Squishy Mail. <laughs> and, and like, yeah, everything, it kind of feels Hallmark almost. And then Rick right. Mail comes in and absolutely tears the show apart. Mm. It's, yeah. if you're on board with it, I think you're likely to find it ingenious because it's such a, mm. such a conflict of styles. And, and like, with Rick Mail coming in, feeling like he's invaded the set uninvited and just never left. Um, mm. There's, he, he oozes charm and mm. every scene he's in, he manages to create enough chemistry for everyone. And <laughs> he, like, I, I think the, the script and the Americanization of it didn't even mm. really seem to be a, a stumbling block because he's so, he's such a fluid performer Mm. and he just seems to be able to bend anything to his style and Mm. and then so you know i I found him hilarious just just (laughs) if i if i were to quick fire every single thing of his that i liked we we would be here for longer than the movie (laughs) and right and then you know we even get that that like classic comedian thing of just being able to surprise you with this beautiful yeah emotionally resonant moment you know, not just kissing you know being kissed open mouth like actual <laughs> tragic and that bittersweet that comedians mm. are just so easily able to turn on um mm. it really got me and oh, good stuff yeah I, I had a slightly trickier time with it um and it's interesting that you're praised that it was such a rick male sort of focused experience for you because actually a lot of the stuff i liked best was revolving around the phoebe kate sort of character her character and it is about a woman who has become infantilized by her sort of overprotectiveness from her mother, which is mm. forming this kind of trauma for her. And she needs to learn mm. to be, she needs to travel sort of back to childhood, rediscover mm. the joy that she gained from this really destructive behavior and figure out why okay. she has that urge and what that means. And it's not ultimately that she does desire to, you know, smash up every place she's in or yeah. just be needlessly reckless. It's just that she wants to smash the image of herself that's been mm. sort of, forged by other people and she's yeah, right. expected to fit into yeah it was it was it was that aspect of it i found very interesting and i you know i kept getting like little bits of insight into this sort of trauma and her support network which was very interesting it was very interesting to see her sort of become unraveled and i did enjoy various aspects of vbk's sort of performance of this like when mm. she has to in the dinner sequence she has to like act you know and throw her oh, arms yeah. up and such as if fred was manipulating her yeah i love those moments yeah they were very good now the f- the only falling point for me, I think, aside mm. from the music, I hated the music. Yeah, I really take an issue with the music. The music for me sounded like a British television show from the nineties. <laughs> British television shows from the nineties, comedy shows in particular, have dreadful music. You go mm. back and watch. Mr. Bean, apart from uh, the main Bean theme, of course, which is sublime, absolutely sublime. Mm. You know, the um, Eki Homo thing, it's just mm. amazing. But the incidental music is dreadful. One Foot yeah. in the Grave, anything, like it's all saxophone driven. <laughs> like, oh, I hate yeah. it. It's really bad. And this has that. I, I, I put it down as sort of Home Alone music for me. Oh, it, it's, it's just similar sort of vibe. You compare to John Williams, sir. Yeah, John. <laughs> Look, it, it was good for Home Alone, but. <laughs> It was then used, that style, for like a whole bunch of movies in the 90s. What's good for Home Alone is good for the gander. I think this predates the uh, Home Alone, or at least it's the same year. John Williams has some explaining to do there. He got some splaining to do, Lucy. Some. So, there's a fucking pull. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it was interesting. But with me, the thing that didn't work aside from the music, which is really fucking horrible, actually. Let's go off on another tangent on this. No, we won't. We'll <laughs> okay, cool. Um, is the comedic aspects because although mm. I love Rick Mail yeah. and yes he charmed me a lot and in particular his youthful little face yeah you know it's just such a wonderful thing yeah there's there's a lot of joy to be had there I just found a lot of the humor to be somewhat stilted mm. um and not quite his natural thing because he's having to substitute and talk about bogeys and yeah. you know they've got these sort of uh, uh what's the word proto mask moments yeah. with you know like rubber faces and like prosthetics yeah. and such which haven't aged terrifically well yeah, the flat face thing in oh. the fridge I... <laughs> the eyes coming out of the head when he's under the dress it just oh yeah the eye, has, okay it... yeah the, the the eyes definitely <laughs> and him like when she sneezes and throw like him flying around the house looked terrible oh god yeah that was very odd i really like the rubber face i think it looks amazing oh. and i was in stitches it was so good wow <gasps> oh my head the mega bitch squashed my head 
it was just so well designed and there's just something about him like patting it to try and push it back into place amazing it was really good fascinating <laughs> that that was the tone that would like a scientist looking at a, ch- a child setting himself on fire through <laughs> through triple glazed glass no that got that got nothing from my room that was silence wow um yeah Okay, so yeah, there's some difference of like how we've responded to mail here. But yeah, I've got in my quick fires, there's a few of his lines yeah. that I liked. Yeah, so yeah. We'll, we'll see how that plays out. Mm. But yeah, it's it's an interesting film. It's a film that's hinting at some very curious things to say about mm. mental health, about trauma, yeah. about coming to terms with trying to find an identity when you've had this overbearing, yeah. several overbearing presences in your life. Yeah. Um, and I really like the idea that childish acting out is you know it's kind of like a turning red before it's time you know it's yeah it's something that should be embraced as a child trying to discover individuality and struggling against mm. the the uh, sort of social box they're attempting to be put into mm. um and i like the idea that this anarchic figure kind of represented that yeah i just um i just yeah i wish it was funnier if it was funnier it would have completed the set for me it would yeah, have right. been you know an all-rounder but as it happened i and i responded much more to the sentimental stuff um as you oh, call okay. it the the squishy stuff that's um rather yeah. than the comedy well no no the squishy is referring to the the overall vibe the actual really like mm. emotional stuff for me transcended that i found it really affecting mm. the squishy was more yeah. of a it's just a silly word that we can yeah, use I can, I can use squishy and it can mean whatever i want i can use it yeah go on yeah. then try you can't because you don't know fun shit and, oh, you I see found out again found, i found them out listeners you know what to do that's right dox him <laughs> dox him now yeah. I, oh no! My address, my home address, <laughs> my precious home address, my homie. Um. Yeah. I. Yeah. It, it's it's interesting because Rick Mel's coming in and he's 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 playing a character that connects with a child who, as as mm. you said, has this, you know, has this great emotional need for for that outlet, and mm. it 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 is kind of different because he's not walking around mm. going, "Hey Eddie, what are those birds?" Yeah. And you know, it, it's. It's, yeah. It is. It is more innocent, but the grossness comes out in different ways, like the rubbing of dog poo on us on an armchair, on the arm of a chair yeah. with his shoes and so on. And yeah, it's it, for me, it's the same Rick Mail, just mm. with a slightly different bent. And for me, that's just because Rick Mail was the talent that he was, and, and yeah. was able to channel that into anything. And I think as this kind of invader into this movie. It works so so well on comedic and emotional levels, and well, yeah, I, I was surprised at how much I like I liked it. Actually, I was thinking, yeah, it was going to really jar with me this this <laughs> contrast, but <sighs> this was a, it was a good movie watching week. Well, good, good stuff. I'm glad to hear it. Let's get through yeah. into quick firing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> quick fire. Just a general one up front. I found Phoebe Cates really charming. Okay, Lizzie. Mm, Charles, Charles, how our marriage? No, this is this is really important to me. Charles, this is really. Um, okay, Charles. Yes, me too. Incredibly yeah. charming. She had I so. she had this amazing, um, in that sort of infantile way. Um, she mm. she'd go from serious to suppressing a laugh, and it was just a naughty yeah. kid. <laughs> like you don't know yeah. what I'm gonna do, laugh. And yeah, exactly. Great. And I love how she was able to oscillate, but um, yes. because so much of the time she was trying to ignore the terrible and crazy things that were happening, and she had to do like a straight woman performance, but with yep. bust also being a bit mad, and that yep. was very good. I really like that. She was incredibly charming, yeah. incredibly charming face, and mm. um, yeah, all, all the physical, all the physical stuff she had to do when, um, you know, she's as you said, she's struggling against Fred. And then it cuts to her doing it on her own. Yeah. When she's struggling with the glass that she's trying not to pour into a lap and and and, and everything around that idea was mm. really, really good. It's good stuff. Yeah. Carrie Fisher. I can't remember the exact line, but she says, um Pain makes you interesting, James. Look at Elvis. Yeah, but didn't Elvis kill himself? Yes, but before that he was very, very interesting. I really like that. I also really like Carrie Fisher in this. I thought she was great. Yeah. Just effortlessly charming and yeah. just managed to make everything she said sound so fucking cool and great. Oh, she's a pretty cool lady. Yeah. She was a pretty cool lady. I liked her. I don't care what anyone said. 
Look, poor, Goodman, I'm not like you. I, I, I like her, okay? Yeah. And I wouldn't dox her. <laughs> not twice. <laughs> dox her once. Shame on her. <laughs> Look, yeah, the mother really successfully engendered a feeling of revulsion in me. <laughs> I wanted to push her into a void. You've got to celebrate that. Yeah. I, uh, I came as soon as I heard. It's a good thing I've got a key to this apartment. Hello, Mrs. Cronin. She's going to be all right. She just needs some nurturing. You know, give her a little cuddle. <sighs> Cuddling is for teddy bears. Elizabeth, I've packed your things. You're coming home with me. No, I'm staying here tonight, Mother. See, Charles is coming back here later. and Yeah, she I want to be here when he comes, so I don't disagree with your mother, dear. It's, Got it's, to celebrate that. It's very well done. It's very heavy-handed, but it was believable. Mums, am I right? <laughs> oh, my I God. I don't know anything. I don't know. don't know where that came from. I don't know your mum. No. I don't know anyone's mum. I'm always going around saying, how's your father? Because I just don't know anything about mums. Yeah. Well, if, if, if someone yeah. comes up to you and says, how's your mum? You think, oh, they're going to break my legs now. Yeah, I'm going to die now. Shit. And that's not a great vibe. I don't want to die. That now Pavlovian response to mums. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I enjoyed the mantra. I don't need a man to complete my life. All right. Now repeat after me. I don't need a man to complete my life. I don't need a man to complete my life. I'm perfect the way that I am. I'm perfect the way that I am. And I hate Charles. And I hate Charles. And yes. that's a nice thing to see expressed back here in pre-sex and the city days. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Before people knew shit about anything, sex and the city. Not many people know it was actually the first wave of feminism. It all kind of grew out of that. <laughs> it reached into the into the sixties from there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Fred's first reveal when his hand comes out from behind the pillow when little Elizabeth is sleeping, and the hand the hand comes out, kind of crawls out, and in a very swift mm. motion, slaps her nice and hard on the head. Thanks, nineties. Yes, movie. after finding her, yeah. there's a little reach to find her, and then yeah. slaps her. That was and, quite good. And it's a good, it's a good slap. And they didn't care about yeah. hurting the kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the Jack in the Box. That's you know, the handle starts to turn, yes. and then it's just turning incredibly fast, and the music's just getting very, much quicker. And it's just a nice sort of horrible detail that yeah. I like. I really like that too. I thought it looked looked and sounded great. And at that point, <laughs> Nell went, yeah, I used to be scared of this film. Yeah, it's quite spooky. <laughs> yeah, I get that. When uh, Drop Dead Fred is, uh, he, he appears. Oh yeah, that Fred. Um, and we're with Phoebe Cates, adult Elizabeth. He mm. um, He's playing with all, all the toys and he picks things up and, and kills them. And um, he, mm. he's just going through dolls and he's like, Aha, the dolls! Hello, Jemima. Hello, Angelique. Hello. You're going to die. throats of teddy bears with his teeth and stuff oh, it's yeah. fucking great and and and, and, <laughs> and weirdly in that scene some of his facial expressions had a bit of a like a 90s hugh laurie to them as well oh you um, gotta love that yeah i don't know i don't know if that overlap was ever explored it bloody should have been and yeah, uh, they might be the same guy uh, no not necessarily i just think that i think uh. that i just think that keir starmer you know really needs to do more <laughs> and i think i think it is labor's fault well that is ultimately all of this is so, yeah, uh, a line of his I quite enjoyed was when he first catches up with her and is talking about how ugly she is now and then mm. just says, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to be sick all over you immediately. Lie down. Yeah. <laughs> Which I enjoy. I enjoy because, again, it's the subversion of expectations. Sometimes he would do that where he would say something like seemingly reasonable. Like, oh, I'm no, I'm sorry. And then would add the sort of juvenile thing to the end. Yeah. And he had that contrast, which I enjoyed. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. When uh, she tells him he that she's a grown up now and he goes, grown up. Right. That was a good. Yeah. That was a good Rick Mel oh, yeah. bit. Oh yeah. That was a Rick Mel bit. Mm. Yeah. The, when she's asking the mum about, um, she's asking the mum about her imaginary friends, and then she says, "No, I don't remember Drop Dead Fred at all." And you know, yeah. obviously, she hasn't said Drop Dead Fred. Yeah. I like it because it's not then mentioned. Yes. She doesn't pick her up on that. Yes. That just gets left hanging. Mm. And I quite like that. Yeah, that was good. I like that. Yeah, um, leave it hanging. Mm. Leave it hanging out. I, I, I've really got to ex- like extra emphasize, Paul, how. How sensorially unpleasant the dog poo on the the sofa was. There's like oh, he's, he's squishing it into the carpet, and then yeah. he, there's something about wiping his shoe on the arm of the chair, and like get, yeah. getting all you know, getting the ridges over the arm to make sure that he gets yeah. it all off. It's there's 
I just feel like Rick Mail's done that before. <laughs> and it's funny to then imagine that she has actually done this. Yes. In the in the reality of the film. Yeah. <laughs> and then that she wasn't sectioned. Mm. Yes, again, it's all about with Rick Mail, the bits that made me work were the bits that that made me work. The bits that got me out of bed working. Yeah. Where um fucking hell, the bits that worked for me. Uh well the bits where he surprised me. That's what okay. you need. Because yep. you know, if you know what's gonna happen, it's not funny, yeah. it's just, you know, silly noises. But he um when he says <laughs> I can't remember the build up to it, but he just says, Right, that's it, I hate you and then kicks her and runs away. <laughs> yeah. Just again the abruptness of it was very fun. Yes. Oh god. <laughs> when Rick Mal's face is up close to the mums, you could <gasps> just tell they'd done that they must have had about twenty takes of <laughs> Because, you know, it's, it's imaginary in the movie, but Rick Mao was an inch from that mum, that woman's face, that poor woman's face. That mum's face. Yeah. And I, I, I think that the mum had a tension in her face that suggested she was trying not to look at him. And I, I just appreciated that Rick, like Rick Mao bled into the real space. Yeah. yeah. Um, I enjoyed him interacting with the little girl, in, um, with baby Kate's. Mm. And in particular during the burglary sequence, mm. I thought... Yeah, there was a sort of give and take there in the nature of their play that felt very wholesome yes. in its own little way that I enjoyed. We'll steal gold and we'll steal silver and we'll steal jewels and we'll hide them all in a place where no one will ever find them, including us. Promise? I promise. This is very expensive. Then we better be very careful. Yeah, yeah, managed to... Managed to feel really wholesome when um, yeah. the, two, the two of them were together. There was something like yeah. the, the the way Rick Mao would occasionally pick her up or like move her about felt like yeah. it felt like a dad. It, it, yeah. it, like, I wonder if I don't know if he was a, a dad at that point, but it really oh, it really felt like maybe it really felt like it because it was just very it's very nice. <laughs> the dad's British. That's why her imaginary friend is British. That's a nice little detail. Oh, the very, very similar personalities as well. So. <laughs> she gave him her own personality, but like, it's fun yeah. to see like where she got you know the mm. concept of a British accent from. That's cool. <laughs> a nice little detail. And then she fucking ran with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Went way out. I liked to. Uh, why don't you get happy? And then thunks her in the face with a spade. <laughs> Oh, God. Now my notes are getting vague. Mother in waiting room. Oh, right. The other mum in the waiting room. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed her when she's desperately trying to pretend that Phoebe Cates isn't there talking to herself. Yeah. That was, um, yeah, I enjoyed that. I'll leave when I'm ready. Mom. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she's a good mum. She's yeah. a good panicky mum. And I, yeah, and I, and I liked that scene with all the um, imaginary yeah. friends well, recognising each other and, and going off to play in the middle of the yeah. room. Well, that mum's reaction is how everybody should have been reacting to Arnold Schwarzenegger in that movie. <laughs> yeah. It's how everyone in London reacts to everyone else, regardless of their behaviour. And I think that's that's something we can all learn from. When when um, the imaginary friends recognise each other and they're all yeah. they're all playing, and the guy, the, the one with the balloon, gets tries to get Fred to grab it, and he lets go of it before he can grab it. And then Rick Mao does yeah. a very richy uh, sort mm. of laugh where he holds his belly and just wobbles it up and down and goes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that that is Rick Mao. Speaking of that scene, I did not expect us to be getting our second consecutive exploding head within uh, mm. <laughs> on the OGT podcast because yes, one of their heads explodes. Oh uh, yeah, so it does. Oh uh, yeah, oh yeah, brilliant. Chopping mall styley. Beautiful. Chopped that head right apart. Yeah. The fucking line from John Major. I never had imaginary friends. Just wet dreams. It was wild. I wasn't, ex- wasn't <laughs> what expecting a fucking that. Guy. That guy fucks can, like a champ. Cut, can, <clears throat> can you just say the line, please? I said a line. <laughs> That's true. He got, he got us there. True, John Major. Um, I enjoyed the non-secretor of the cornflakes disease bit. Mm. I enjoy how it came out of nowhere, but then mm. also sort of went on for so long of him just yeah. screaming and cornflakes flying out of him. I'm a loner. I'm a crazy, wide-eyed loner on a doomed space mission to Venus to battle with the three-headed mega beast. But on the way there... It still speaks to the whole sort of try-hard thing that I wasn't a big fan of with this, but yeah, it's just the abruptness of it made me laugh, and it made Mm. me forget the prep time that would have been involved in that. Nice, that's cool. Anything that can make you forget that is good. Anything. Um, Anything that make me forget anything about my miserable life. The fire engine smashing into Fred uh, was a really good shot, because it... It yeah. was like of the feet and the legs and the, the truck oh, yeah. smashes him and they drive into the distance and it's just his shoes yeah. left. And that. 
that yeah, was a, that was was a clever held shot. on that for a bit. Yeah, yeah, that was good. I like that. Yeah, I think uh, he's talking about the mum to the baby Kates. Yeah, and um, is saying, and then we'll cut her head off. It's yeah, and then we'll make her eat it. Make her eat her own head. Yeah. With what? Oh yeah. Well, I'll eat her head then. And it's just, it's yeah. yeah I enjoy that. I enjoyed the fact that she caught him out with that because yeah. it's yeah, a clever little thing to catch him out with, which I enjoy. Yeah. That's cool. When they're playing burglars in the house and the parents think it's uh, mm. think it's burglars, um, the dad goes to open oh, the door. So authentic. Oh, it is in London. Uh, the, the, da- the dad opens the door and as soon as it creaks, the mum goes, shush. And then he does it again. And she goes, shush. Very good timing. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, that mud cake oozed in a nice way. Oh, it did, didn't it? When I oh, it had a good ooze on it. Oh, when I eat me mud pies, Paul, I, I, I like a good ooze from them. You've got to have an ooze, otherwise you haven't cooked. You've cooked it too much. This is this is less Ivan ooze and more Ivan Drago. What? Fuck off! <laughs> Fuck off! Get man. out of my kitchen! You're in my kitchen. <laughs> I will Love thank it, you. <laughs> that was my last one, so you best empty your barrels, mate. All right, here we go. I've got I got a, a semi sack left, so. <laughs> Semi sack. Uh, Elizabeth and Rick Mal are together, as they are often in this movie. Drop their thread. And uh, she says, talking of Balbury and Quaid, but I love him. And Rick Mal does this sad little face. And then, why? <laughs> Which was great. <laughs> yeah. Sad puppy dog eyes. Aww, uh, big face. Yeah. <sighs> when when she does assault the, the violin player um, in, the sh- uh, in the mall, uh, it's great to see her just approach and everybody looking very awkward i loved the physicality of her but then when she mm. smashes the violin it cuts to the mum writing a check but with the line you play such an expensive violin in a shopping mall <laughs> like it's his fault <laughs> yeah perfect <laughs> um there's, there's a bit where they're reminiscing to a letter that uh baby elizabeth wrote when they trapped fred in the jack-in-the-box and the letter mm. is nonsense it's winding wingdings basically and um yeah. and and it narr- narrates the letter <laughs> as you know like translating yeah. this nonsense into words and then it cuts to yeah. r- you know fred reading it um like you see promise and it's just <laughs> yeah. pointing at nonsense on the page it was a really fun yeah. joke and they they kept it going for quite a while but i appreciate it <laughs> um yeah. the physicality of the nurse slumped against the wall was great she just she fucking crumples and then it looks like she's she's a head um, like coming out of a hole wearing a collapsed nurse costume. <laughs> yeah. Other, other than it being creepy, Rick Mao's face near um, Belle Breen Quaid's fly when he's unzipping mm. and then like looking up at them um, when they're about to do sex was was great. Rick Mao's goodbye <laughs> was just just really sad and and bittersweet yeah. and, I, and I bloody loved it and I fucking love Rick Mao. Then you can all fuck off. Yeah. And then finally, when she tips a salad bowl over Charles's head at the end, she smiles and then hands the bowl to him, and it's very, it's it's very sweet and mischievous, and 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 that, that was good. Fuck yeah, good stuff, mate. Thanks. Well, with all that considered, I think you're pretty much just done done with that. But what what about the OG team? Oh my team! Oh well, my god, look at that team! Oh, the OG team, great. The OG team over at Patreon. Uh, super patron Mark Reed from Creative Psychopaths says, I saw this a few times when I was a young fella and I remember that I watched it because I was familiar with the young ones and love Rick Mayo. <laughs> the only acceptable things or whatever I can really remember. Uh, it's very sad when the mum catches and takes Fred away. And the dog poo oh. song. Uh, I've got this feeling it's a really good dream sequence sort of thing or mind prison. <laughs> anyway, I look forward to the episode, prison. which is your very yeah. own mind prison, Mark. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoy <laughs> Welcome. The, the, the prison of the ages. Uh, which you are the main member for and of and because of the ages. Okay, moving over to Twitter. Over to Twitter. Over to Twitter. Oh my God, that's very clever. Oh shit, no one's ever done that before. I believe David Cameron said too many tweets make a twat and that's probably the only good thing he's ever said. Yeah. Yeah. Janelle Heald. Oh, I know her. She's Uh, great. Yeah, brilliant. Currently watching something and laughing away and the cat is asleep on her. Oh, on her. On a bit of her. Uh, right. Okay. This refers to future or to previous tweets that I haven't gotten to yet. Uh, oh my god! At Stuart writes and at Cash Grab Cinema have summed up my opinion of this film. So look forward to this. Uh, I don't even need to say <laughs> anything with this tweet now. Tweeting it anyway, so Paul has to read it out. You're welcome. Oh, that's good. She's, <laughs> she's such a prankster. She's giving me a thumbs she's up. Pranked you good there, boy. She did. She fucking stitched me up like a twat. 
uh, Cash Grab Cinema. Oh, here we go. Says, oh, okay. I've heard about these guys. I've heard a lot about these guys and I'm looking forward to it. It says, as an adult, I can see what a genuinely good representation of mental health this movie was and that Fred was the only person looking out for her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is a very positive aspect of it. Yeah, it it, it definitely just represented the repressed id. Um, Elliot J. O'Neill. Yeah. Says this movie should actually be reviewed on your Bizarro podcast. One bad thing, because this is an amazing film that has a single glaring fault. <laughs> What's the glaring fault? I replied. Now I've refreshed my memory with the rewatch, thinking maybe it was a CGI. And uh, Elliot J. O'Neill says the kiss at the end. It was a very icky stuff right there. Don't like it one bit. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, it was. It was mm. a bit saucy. I would yeah. say the kiss. I was turned on by it, and I'm very rarely mm. turned on by. I finished the sentence. Uh, very rarely turned on, comma, bye. Goodbye. Um, yes. I, 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 I don't know. In, in the sort of the, the mood of the movie, it didn't feel too weird because of the closeness and the, the fact that he, for me anyway, was on a sort of ev- like even level of immaturity with her um, the, whole, mm. the whole time. But if I were to think about it any more than that, or if anybody challenged what I just said, I, I may have to accept that that's wrong. Well, let's not do that. Yeah, let's please, 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 please. So Stuart Absolutely. Wilkinson at Stuart Wright's. Said, oh, here we go. I've heard a lot about ah. this. It says everything. This is the perfect film. Ooh. My nostalgia will not be argued with. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So there we go. Well, I'm not going to do that then. Jesus, that sounds rough. I mean, it's it's written down, so it's got to be true. Well, there you go. There you go. Ringing endorsements all. Love it. And Blokebusters podcast said, yep, Rick Mayo. <laughs> there you go. That should be all you need. He's very hit and miss. Yeah. No, just disagree. But he was perfectly cast and used in this one. <laughs> He's perfectly cast and used in every single thing he does. But <laughs> but I agree that Rick Mayo was uh, one of many good things in this. Yes. Thank you, everyone, on Twitter. Heading on over to the metaverse. Long live the metaverse. Long praise the metaverse. Mm, nah. Send me your good <laughs> vibes. Yeah. Fa- Facebook runs on good vibes, you know. It's... Not a lot of people it does. know. It's like the opposite of the Ghostbusters 2 River of Hatred. <clears throat> God, I don't remember sure that. <laughs> Karma Duffield says, Every part of this movie is a good thing, in my opinion. The storytelling oh. through flashbacks to Elizabeth's childhood, the comedy caused by only her being able to see Fred, the design of all the children's imaginary friends... Uh, imaginary, sorry, imaginary friends. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. English. Don't know. The very real examination of an abusive adult-child-parent relationship, and of course, mm. Carrie Fisher's sunken houseboat. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of very good elements in there. Yeah, and, mm. and yeah, that's very interesting. The idea of it's something we've seen before, right? It's, it's classic sort of comedy fantasy stuff mm-hmm. of our main character can see something that no one else can, and so mm. they're constantly having to try and dismiss it or explain it away. Yes. Um, but yeah, some of the sequences in here really do. You know, are very good examples of that. Yeah, it's it's very well done. It's very bloody charming. Mm. Yeah, thanks, Karma. Yay, Jenny Sones. Jenny Sones. Jenny Sones says. Jenny Sones. Not a surprise that Goodman recommended this one. Mm. Uh, the itch scratched by Drop Dead Fred is very close to the one for Freddy Got Fingered. Oh, that's a sequel. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fred got dropped uh, <laughs> as though he were dead. And then he got fingers by the two greatest <laughs> comedians I've ever known of our times. Yeah. You and me. I guess I like my comedians, manic and wild-eyed. One of my earliest memories is this film on VHS at my older sister's sleepover. I'm sure this gave me a strange taste for British comedy and set me up for confusion in future movie going. This is truly a high point for movies that parents would park their kids in front of, like my well-worn copy of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I believe that Fred is the embodiment of frustration that comes from expectations versus reality. Kids have a lot of big ideas about the world, so it can be a playful thing. Once Mm. Once Elizabeth has tried to live her adult life by normal expectations, she's greeted by angst and failure, or greeted with angst and failure. Um, her frustration and acting out are big and physical and sometimes dangerous. Whether or not a physical being is there doesn't truly matter, but I want to believe he is. <laughs> the scene that always sticks with me is the psychiatrist's office where all the friends meet. Each child seeing their friend who supports them is truly beautiful and absurd, almost as ab- almost as absurd as Carrie Fisher living on a houseboat. Ridiculous! <laughs> this houseboat has really resonated with people, and I enjoy that. <laughs> Uh, I, but yes, that's a yeah. very good read of the film. It's very, yeah, it's similar to the thing that we, we we suggest there, where it's just about yeah the idea that this identity has been forged by other people, and so Fred is here to sort of sm- uh, smash that and try and destroy it as a manifestation of her childhood will to adventure or mm. just desire to have fun and break away from her you know idealized self that her family has crafted for her. Yeah. So yeah, good Brilliant. stuff. Thanks. And finally... Thanks, Jennifer Sones. Thanks, Jenny Sones. Bloody hell. Jenny Sones. Oh, we'll give it one. Jenny! (laughs) Jenny! Okay, finally, 
Ellen? Ellen? If you play the Jenny clip in reverse, it's actually Ellen. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, enjoy that at home, fellow... <laughs> enjoy doing that at home, because I'm not going to fucking... Fellow Satanists. Yeah, I'm not going to fucking do it. Fuck you. Um, Ellen <laughs> Graham says, Yeah, boy, this was one of my favourites growing up, and I developed a strange crush on Rick Mayle as a result. I do think yeah. a narrative of a woman who's been stifled learning to live with a mental illness or trauma is one that stuck mm. with me, and the first film I'd seen telling that kind of story. Yeah. Carrie Fisher beating the ever-loving shit out of a chair is fantastic. I find the scenes with Fred and little Lizzie to be really endearing. Rick Mayle has mm. such a sweetness to him. Yes. Certainly don't fancy all the upskirting jokes, which I remember there being a whole bunch of. Uh, oh, yeah. you bloody women and their refusal <laughs> to have men look at their skirts. I'm sick of it. <laughs> it's typical. We're going to reclaim this power. <laughs> there, have been, there have been comments, replies to Ellen, more popular than, I, than we are. Uh, oh, my God. Dorian Klaus Lenoir says, uh, "What a great name! I know what a great name. I, I hope, I hope that one day we have a fan in Dorian Klaus Lenoir. Um, <laughs> I hope so. Somebody with a name so special to me now, and I didn't realize. Says, I remember this movie genuinely giving me nightmares as a kid. Something about that flattened face was so uncomfy. There is something. <laughs> yeah, that's yes. terrible, right? Just terrible and awful, and just <laughs> not something you'd ever want to think about or be around in any kind of way." I agree. <laughs> Brilliant. Mr. The... Lenoir. <laughs> With a name like that, how could you not? But um <laughs> yeah, there is there is something about it. It's 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 for me it's what all good prosthetics do. You feel like you can really get your teeth into it and you just feel all the horrible, uncomfortable, like curdled contours to it. Um <laughs> Lovely. And you would try and uh, ineffectually try and smush it back into place, and it doesn't work. Mm. Uh, another fantastic, like fantastic names all the way down here. I'm afraid. Oh my god, I, I, we need all these people. Uh, Lucia Saskia. Ooh. Lucia Saskia says, "The day after my 21st, I watched Drop Dead Fred with my brother, one of our faves. The next day, mm. Rick died, <gasps> and Rick Mao's death. I, th- I think I said this earlier. It really, yes, really affected me. One of the first." I know, yeah. I know where I was when I heard that he died. I don't, I mm. can't remember where I was, you know, when Princess Diana died, when I heard of it about it, um, and everyone. I, was, I remember exactly where I was when Princess Diana died. Mm. Um, the announcement interrupted an episode of The Simpsons I was watching at the oh. age of nine. That's unfair. Um, <laughs> oh no, actually, I think I think I was at a football. I was at a football match, um, playing football, and I heard someone say it. So I yeah. do remember, actually, but I remember more than Rick Mayo. <laughs> One of the other players said it to psych you out, but it was true. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. A true psych. Yeah, <laughs> true psych, you little bitch. Football's and that horrible. man was the British and French photojournalism industry. <laughs> and they won. They won that game. <laughs> There's a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, Peter, oh God, uh, Peter Cortisos. Also the royal family who planned it. Yes. Yeah. Peter Cortisos, or Cortiso, mm. I apologize, uh, says one of the greatest and funniest people ever. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I agree. He was, he, he was a troubadour. And he never stopped. He was <laughs> he never was. not a troubadour. Yeah, a very unique talent. And to come back to Ellen's comment like, right at the beginning of this chain, I haven't been able to get a fucking word in edgewise with. Um... Uh, Rick Mayle. Yeah, absolutely. He was, I posit that he was actually a very handsome man. He just yes. spent his entire career gurning and pulling yes. absurd and somewhat upsetting faces. But yes. if you see an actual just straight picture of the man, he was a handsome motherfucker. Suave and boy. And I think that, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty wonderful that he decided to just throw all that away for comedy. Pretty wonderful that he made the rest of us feel better. Yeah. But you do see it in his, you know, in his sad faces. That's yeah. He, he goes, actually, I can be sad and handsome. Look, and it's like, oh yeah, shit. Okay. I think I really like him. And uh, Faith Porter, hi Faith, says cobwebs. Best line in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> During the upskirt moment. Yeah. Amazing. I'm glad that this has reflected the diverse fanship of yeah. Drop Dead Fred. There was a real schism that's generated around the upskirt stuff. I think we can all we can all just choose a side and be yeah. a part of this community and uh, treat each other with some respect. Pick a side for us or against us, as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. The, the upskirting thing, I, I enjoyed seeing the upskirt thing in Urcob Webs and going, ah, kids watch this. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good when it's upsetting kids. That's everything. Thanks, OGT. <laughs> Thanks, you brilliant OGT. That wasn't You're Rick all good people. Right, let's quickly brilliant. do the one better thing. The one better thing. Uh, this for me. Just watch it. Yeah. The one... I'm struggling. I, I want something... We've spent so much time talking about uh, Rick Mail. I want to find something 
female-led a comedy maybe about mental health issues. Black Swan. Uh, bad at comedy movies. Yeah, that's fucking hilarious, man. <clears throat> oh my god. That's the funniest one. Yes, Rick Mill's very good, and you can watch all the other Rick Mill things we've talked about. And Phoebe mm. Cates was good, and you can, you can watch the other Phoebe Cates thing that she did. Um, there what, must be more than that. But you can watch Malignant, Paul. You can watch Malignant. There's always ma- Yes, okay, that's the true the true feminist answer to Drop Dead Fred, is you can watch Malignant. <laughs> watch Zola. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, Jesus, don't... Yeah, that's, that's a different ride. That's a very yeah. good film, but I don't think it's going to get you where you need to be if you're looking for an alternative mm. to Drop Dead Fred. Antichrist. Maybe, maybe you're super nasty. And if you are super nasty, you know I want to hear about it, so Paul... The one better thing. How can people tell us they're nasty? They can, they can, they can tweet us at OTD Pod and say, Paul's, we're nasty. And, uh, and, and, and we'll go, yes, we are too. And at Facebook, OGT yeah. Pod, you can message us and say, Paul's, we're nasty with two N's. Yeah. So we know it's different. And and we'll go, yeah. yes, with two S's. So, you know, the, that's, it, it's not just a, a copy-paste job. Yeah. And you can send us an email at gmail at OGT Pod and you know how the rest of that goes. Uh, we have a Patreon where for <laughs> as little as one US dollar a month. Oh my that, God, uh, that's uh, so little. And, and, and with that, you can't you can't do... Anything else of worth, so why not spend it on hundreds and hundreds of hours? Nay, one million hours of of extra content. (laughs) Where definitely uh, (laughs) this this week we are closing the next poll for uh, DVD of polls that uh, our patrons want us to review. Who knows what it's going to be? It's not going to be Alien Resurrection, that's for sure. (laughs) We made sure of that. We didn't. Next week we've got coming out our uh, sneak peek preview of Halloween Uncut and Butt 2022 Extravagans of I Know Yay. What You Did Last Summer. Um, yeah! <laughs> I, what a good week of movie watching for me. So, um, <laughs> yeah, if you, if you want more of that and, and more of future things, yes. then you should sign up to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash OGT. Do that! Powered. Um, yeah, you should check out our TTRPG D and D podcast, Quest Fantastic. Oh, do that! Where we yeah. we make these kinds of jokes in different accents, so you think it's different uh, um, for free. It's not even like it feels a fresh. Yeah, not tired as fuck. Not tired as fuck, like this piece of garbage. <laughs> and yeah, that's 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 it from me. Thanks, whoever was on this episode. That's all right. I didn't say oh. much. Yeah, and tune in for next time for more of. Goodman season. <laughs> oh, my eyes. <laughs> my eyes now. I'm Paul, my eyes now. I'm Paul I've ever seen with those eyes. <laughs> and remember, Idiot. the one good thing about Drop Dead Fred is the bit where Rick Mail is just throwing Phoebe Kate's arms all around and then she has to exactly remember that motion and do it herself. And it's all very good. Mm.